Well, hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Heron. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode. You join me on a standard morning commute from Upper Hutt into Wellington City, during which I'm going to give you my 12-month review, my thoughts on the Cardo Pack Talk Bold. Oh crikey, I can't see a thing. Sunshine, straight down Ferguson Drive. So, I've been running the Cardo Pack Talk Bold for 12 months, and in that time I have done a substantial amount of riding with it. I've had it on my helmet in all weathers, rain, hail, ice, snow, mud, dirt, dust, and it's been pretty good. I mean, it's still working, which is, you know, a good thing. Uh, of course, the Cardo Pack Talk Bolt, if you're not familiar with it, uh, is a communications device that sits on your helmet, connects via Bluetooth or Mesh 2.0 to other Bluetooth and Mesh 2.0 communicators. It also connects to your phone via Bluetooth, so you can listen to music, make phone calls, receive phone calls, hear your turn-by-turn navigation, and all of that jazz. The benefits of the Cardo over other competitors' brands and models, it comes with an IP67 waterproof rating, uh, which in turn means that if it dies due to water ingress, Cardo will replace it for you. Kind of a big deal. So uh, installation is pretty easy. Everything you need is in the box. I've had this installed on my HJC i70 as well as this helmet that I'm currently wearing, the LS2 Pioneer Evo. Uh, the Cardo Pactual Bolt is an app. It's pretty easy to use. Out of the box you've got to remember to um, update the firmware on the unit and uh, register it as well because then you'll just get an email notification from Cardo every time there's an update that needs to be done. You also need to change the language to English UK because it's English US from factory but that can mean that some of the voice commands don't work unless you put on a fake American accent. Um, let's talk about some of the minor downsides. The design is a few years old and so uses a micro USB cable to charge. I haven't had much experience, uh, much good experience with micro USBs, I haven't used them for a long time but they're the same cables that uh, your Android, your Samsungs came with uh, five years ago before they went to USB-C and so a USB-C would be lovely wow he's cool a USB-C would be lovely uh, I find USB-C's a little bit more hardy also they um, everything's coming out with a USB-C at the moment so if I had a USB-C on this then if I went on a road trip there's pretty much only one cable I would need it's a minor, it's not a big thing. Um, connecting Cardo to Cardo is usually pretty easy, especially with the app, you don't have to remember the buttons anymore. You just push, you just open up the app, you connect, you're away laughing. You can set up preset riding groups as well, which is quite cool. So if you always ride with rider A, but today you're riding with rider B, you can set up a group for rider B that doesn't disturb the group you already have with rider A. 
range is pretty good too on uh, mesh. Range is, I reckon, I think they say something around 2k, but realistically, you've got a bit of line of sight involved there. Um, about a k is pretty good. I've been coming down the Rimutaka Hill, and of course, there's a lot of twisties involved there. I was in the lead, I lost my uh, riders that I was riding with. But they all seem to catch up and they all reconnected. It's a self-healing network, so that's quite good. Um, the speakers, made by JBL, they're really solid. Uh, they have quite a bit of bass response, which is nice. A uh, good bit of mid and treble. You, you, you don't struggle to hear things. Uh, there's a, a heap of volume there as well. After using the competitor's devices, I really like that there's a mounting plate that you can take the Cardo off. Because, you know, if you um, lock your helmet to your bike, your Cardo's sitting there and it's only clipped to your helmet, somebody could grab that and walk away with it. So you can, um, you can take it off the helmet, and if you leave your helmet with your bike, you can take the Cardo off the helmet, take it inside and charge it. Speaking of charging, battery life is really good. I commute every day, as you know, and I'm getting uh, almost two weeks out of the battery. I know that depends on how much per day you use it, but I'm using mine probably half an hour in the morning, half an hour in the evening at least. Maybe 45 minutes if traffic's bad. So it was pretty good from that respect. Now there's a reason why the professionals in the game use Cardo Pack Talk products. When I say the professionals, you know, you're, you're riding trainers, your instructors, they're all using, well, all the ones that I know are using Cardo Pack Talk bolts. Um, they're hardy, they stand up to um, being used every day, but also being put on and off different people's helmets every day. Uh, they're waterproof, the connection's good. You can use them with uh, earbuds as opposed to having built-in speakers, which is, um, that's a bonus for, uh, for, for instructors putting them on different people's helmets all the time. In my time having probably the biggest, the biggest point that I want to bring up in this 12-month review of the Cardo Pack Talk Bold, in my time having a Bluetooth system on my helmet, I've encountered people who have said, no, not for me, don't need it, don't want it. And one in particular who said that, I talked into having a go with one. And that would have been uh, one Ben Wilkins, editor of Kiwi Rider magazine. I talked him into having a crack. And I never got that unit back. What does that say? It says that they're brilliant. He's, he, he never was one for listening to music or talking to people while he was riding. He wears earplugs and suddenly he's bought one, he's talked his mate into buying one and everyone's got Cardo Pack Talk Bowls now. Uh, Matthew Day Gillett 
he was doing the big road trip down to Martinborough for the GS Rally 2020 and his competitive product got a bit of water in it started making all sorts of squelchy noises um, and he's decided to go Cardo Pack Talk Bolt as well um, and finally connecting Senna to Cardo and Cardo to Senna so I'm still a big believer of get whatever product your mates have the people you're going to be riding with if they already have good units or units they're happy with get one of them because connecting one to the other is not easy and connecting one to the other especially if everyone has mesh and you're in the opposite system you won't be able to connect via mesh however I've worked out that you can connect we already knew that you could but you can connect Cardo to Senna and there is an easy way of doing it the trick is the odd unit out say you've got a group of Cardos and one Senna on the Senna you connect to the Cardos as if you're connecting to your mobile phone so you go to phone pairing mode or whatever it is and connect it that way that's the trick if you've got a group of Senna's or one Cardo you do the same you go into the Cardo and you go phone pairing mode you connect to one person with the Senna or with the opposite unit whatever I just said and you can talk the downside being your range is greatly depleted and the quality is not amazing it's a straight bluetooth connection so it basically sounds like you're on the phone to somebody the whole time not the end of the world but it works just not amazingly that said Todd and I did the big ride up to uh, Raglan, all around Raglan for the Triumph Tiger Adventure ride and back and no complaints, I mean it was a little bit hard to hear at some stage but it's, it's, it's certain points when you know we were in a heavy rainstorm and you're yelling at each other through a microphone but we got there in the end, it's doable. So you can connect Senna to Cardo and Cardo to Senna. So if you really don't like the unit that your mates are riding with, or you're a all-weather rider and they're just fair-weather riders, then maybe getting a Cardo wouldn't be a bad idea, considering that IP67 rating, and that's basically what got me. That said, I was riding with the Senna 50R all-weather, and no dramas just because it rains doesn't mean your sin is going to die but that peace of mind of knowing the cutter is backed up if it rains and dies man what's that worth to you i know it's worth a bit to me Especially if I was buying the Cardo with my own money or the Senna and they're the best part of five six hundred dollars that means something to me peace of mind so the big question then Cardo pack to a bold would I buy it with my own money and I'll tell you what the answer is yes the implementation of mesh means that you've got a lot more um, versatility and um, uh, hardiness in your connection 
your connection's gonna if your connection's gonna drop out and it will sooner or later it's gonna re it's gonna heal itself uh, mesh is better quality than Bluetooth um, the app makes life so easy and I love having music or podcasts in my ears while I'm riding. So yeah, I would shell out that money for a Cardo Pack Talk Bold myself. I would be more inclined to shell out for the Cardo Pack Talk Bold than the Pack Talk Slim. And it's nothing against the Slim, it's just that I haven't had any experience with it. And I haven't looked into what helmets it fits with. And I know that the Pack Talk Bold would work because if, even if you can't get the clamp mount that goes under the shell of your helmet on, you'll be able to get a 3M sticky mount on. So there you are, that's my thoughts. My 12 month review on the Cardo Pack Talk Bold. It's still working, the battery life is great and I almost couldn't live without it. Uh, if you're looking for a Bluetooth slash mesh communicator with great sound that can connect to your phone, play music podcasts and talk to your mates with great functionality and reasonably easy to use, that should definitely be on your list. Okay, so it was announced a couple of weeks ago that the R6 was actually announced probably a, a couple of months ago that the Yamaha R6 was being discontinued or being unhomogenated, hom homologated that word, uh, and that it was basically being only it was only going to be made for races in the certain classes that it's eligible for, and then it was announced a couple of days ago. Oh, couple of days ago at the time of recording this podcast that it is being replaced the R6 is being replaced by the R7 now the R7 is a new chassis from the ground up it's a bit smoky in lower hut the R7 is a new chassis from the ground up and using get this the fabled CP2 engine from the MT-07. Now it's going to be uh, available in LAMS and high output versions and when you put it on paper, when you look at the figures, the CP2 engine is, is well down on power compared to what the R6 had, even though the R6 is got a bigger engine so why have they done this and I was initially like well it's down on power it's um, you know one reason another reason another reason it's gonna be shit it's not gonna be shit because the CP2 engine's great I'm riding on a CP2 high output engine right now in the Tenere 700 but it doesn't have the power the horsepower of that R6 engine. So why have they done this? But speaking to Rick Jamison from MCR, Motorcycle Replacements in Dunedin, Yamaha dealer, he set me straight on the fact that essentially the R6 
is a bit of a tough sell in New Zealand. The R6 is uh, is a rider's bike, and it's it's horrible to ride around town because it's so track set up. It's a it's a track bike. That's what it was made to do. And so riders who may have been riding the R3 for the last however many years and want an upgrade. They want to upgrade, they don't want to upgrade to the R6 because it's not a nice bike to ride. His analogy was I've taken new riders to the track and after a day on the track on the R6 they've decided they've got the wrong bike. Because you have to know what you're doing to be able to ride it well. Apparently the R6 like to stall at traffic lights in town. Uh, you're always riding the clutch to get it to pull away nicely. Anecdotal evidence, I've never ridden an R6. So with that in mind, the MT-07 Tenere 700 engine, the CP2 engine, cross-plane crank twin, will do very nicely in a sport bike shell. It's down on power, yes, but it's up with the competitors. There's V650. Um, I guess that's the main competitor, especially when you're thinking uh, competitors in a pro twin racing class. So that was the, uh, the thought process there. Um, I'm hearing from dealers that the uh, R7 will be available in lambs and high output versions which is what the MTO 7 is available in now. The R7 will have tweaked suspension. I'm told it will have adjustable suspension, adjustable KYB suspension. I guess, wait to see that. Uh, and we should see it on our shores by December. The other question right now is, so I found this out also, Yamaha's Japanese factory has never ramped back up since shutting down at COVID, at COVID times. So the Japanese factory hasn't ramped back up production. They're not making anything. They were meant to be making all the Tenere 700s that we get here in New Zealand. So because they haven't ramped back up, the European factory has been making all the Tenere 700s, which have been in such high demand here and across the world since the launch. And people are on six, six to eight month waiting lists for these bikes. Not to mention there's a bunch of these bikes and other bikes in containers on that ship the Ever Given in the Suez Canal, Salty Lakes area, trying to come up with a resolution because Egypt are asking for money from Evergreen, the company that owns the Ever Given, or operates it, for compensation for blocking up the Suez Canal for so long. So the shipping companies, or the companies using those shipping avenues, are now being held to ransom essentially. So there are some bikes, Yamahas and Ducatis, on that ship, which we covered in the news in the podcast a few weeks ago. So France is trying to keep up with demand and make enough Tenere 700s and other Yamahas to France, I think it's France, it's somewhere in Europe anyway, to meet demand. And then on top of that, you've got more shipping dramas because of COVID, a backlog because of that blockage in the Suez Canal, and a shortage of semiconductors, which of course goes into speedo clusters, ECUs, all the electrical components. So suddenly you've got a bit of a problem. Yamaha haven't been able to keep up with the bikes that they've already released. 
leave alone building R7's demand uh, for release here in little old New Zealand in December. But I'm told that the R7 is selling well already. Dealers already have orders with deposits ready to go. So watch this space, I guess. We can only hope that Yamaha know what they're doing. I mean, another brand that's in the same boat is Beta. They can't make enough product to sell to fulfill demand at the moment, so they're throttling demand. Uh, Triumph's in the same boat. All the motorcycle manufacturers are doing the same thing. It reminds me, though, of the story of Nintendo in the late 80s, early to mid 90s, where they would just control the amount of their product, which hit the um, hit the store shelves. So if a store asked for 100 units of a certain product, Nintendo would give them 70. So there you go. Uh, I'm still on State Highway 2, still riding into work from Upper Hutt to Wellington. Uh, it's a gorgeous blue sky day. Not a cloud to be seen. It's 8.25 in the morning. I'm going to be late to work, but that's okay. So thanks very much for joining us on this podcast, Kiwi Rider Podcast, uh, recorded live on my morning commute. Thanks for, for sticking with us. I know I haven't really covered much in this podcast uh, this time around. Not our usual format, that's for sure. But I really wanted to give you an idea of after 12 months of living with the Cardo Pack Talk Bold, what it was like while I was riding, because I just, I think that's a nice way to listen to it. If you've got any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. You can always email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. You can get a hold of us on social media, Facebook and Instagram as well. We're at Kiwi Rider Podcast. I generally love to hear from people. So if you listen to this podcast and you've never contacted us before, I dare you to uh, send me an email or fire, fire me a message on social media. The other thing I'd really love you to do, if you wouldn't mind, especially if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, is uh, give us a rating. Five star would be fantastic, but I'm not telling you what to do. If you don't think we deserve a five star rating, by all means, give us a rating that you think we deserve. But leave a leave a review. Leave a comment. All that does is it helps uh, the algorithm boost us up and people other other motorcyclists helps other motorcyclists find us so if you wouldn't mind just hit that little button and give us a review or a uh, comment and that'll help other kiwi motorcyclists find this podcast if you think we're worthy if you think we're worth uh, sharing that'd be great anyway that's about me so uh I've been Ray Heron, keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.